0: Thank
1: you a This is the Tall Boy Podcast with Steve Buckley, Bob Ballard and Katie Wilde.
2: Three days of competition on the Gold Coast in Australia have come to a close and we've reached the halfway point of the Commonwealth Games swimming programme. Uh, this is the Poolboy Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Buckley. Uh, looking back over the first three days of competition down under with me will be Bob Ballard and Casey Wiles, who uh, are joining me for this podcast as ever. Um, it's been an interesting couple of days, I think, so far. Bob, how have you, how have you viewed the meat as a whole?
0: Yeah, as kind of predicted the other day, or at least from my point of view, hoping we've had a few upsets, a few surprises, maybe a few letdowns along the way, but uh, it's good to see you know, some names emerging that we maybe didn't expect, some big improvements in personal best and uh, overall, I think it's been quite an entertaining three days, to be honest. Katie, your thoughts so far?
1: Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, it feels a bit weird so far. I think I'd normally... I might have expected a few more people to step up and come out of the woodwork a bit more. And I think we have seen a couple of that, uh, of them, but um, I I would have maybe hoped for a little bit more, Uh, but still a few more days to go. So I think it's, uh, it's early days.
2: Well, indeed half the meat still to go for those, uh, those surprises still to happen, but um, we've had a couple of those al- already. Probably the the story of the meet so far has been from a home nation's point of view. Anyway, uh, has been the form of James Willby, who uh, took what I think most of us would have said was a surprise gold in the 200 meters breaststroke, two minutes eight point zero five for the gold. He'd never swum under two minutes ten before, uh, and massive personal best to uh, to pit Ross Murdoch to that gold medal. Um, bit of a surprise that one, Bob.
0: Yeah, a very big surprise indeed. And also, I think, equally as much him getting the silver medal in the 100. And you've got to say, what a fantastic job Dave Hemmings has done with him at Loughborough. And indeed, what a great job York City did with him before that. Because I've got to be honest, he wasn't really on my radar four years ago. Now, I know he got uh, the gold medal in the relay four years ago. But, um, you know, James Wilby's been pretty much off my radar for quite a long part of the last four or five years, to be honest. And the fact that he's come through and done a massive PB, as you mentioned, the 202-second PB to get him, you know, we probably would have thought from what he'd done leading up to it, that he'd make the final. Uh, but I certainly, I don't think anybody, probably least of all himself, would have thought he could go on and do that. And, um, you know, look at the age that he is. He's 25. He's not a youngster he's not somebody emerging through we'll talk about jacob peters later on Is the other end of the scale but the fact that he's come through and is doing his best times now at 25 is is kind of reversing the the law of of, of science physics normally for well, men
2: anyway well indeed i mean he's he's been stuck on that two minutes ten for quite some time um but we often see that casey don't we that people will get stuck on a, a barrier, it's almost mental and then all of a sudden the, the dam bursts and they 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 hurtle through it so uh he just took a massive step forward in this meet.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, it's one of those ones where, you know, I think as Ross talked about quite a lot in the last podcast, the Commonwealth is a place where that can happen because the pressure's slightly off. It's got a sort of anything can happen feel to it, but two, you know, two seconds is a huge amount to drop and that's an absolutely brilliant swim. And I think maybe, you know, again, we talked about this before, but I think it might be one of those things where he has been flying under the radar because of the dominance of Adam Peaty Um and, you know, maybe we should be looking more broadly at what we are lucky enough to have as a swimming nation in terms of the breaststroke talent, particularly on the men's side.
0: Can I say his finish in the 100 on Saturday was Phelps-esque? You look at 25 to go. If you stop the race with 25 to go, you'd say, where does he finish? You'd say, not in the top three. He, he is like everybody else apart from Adam, we, we, we had stopped still. The way he, he surged through that last 25, just thought your 100 can get so much better.
1: And I think if that if that had been a... 105 metre race it actually could have had a different outcome it was um it, his, he was finishing so strongly
2: well he's clearly got his uh his back-end endurance work spot on leading into this meet because he finished extremely strongly in the 200 as well caught up uh ross on that last 50 to uh, to pip him at the end so uh yeah well done to him and, and his coaches because they've, they've got him in tip-top shape um, for this meet clearly. Um, and, and talking about Adam. Yeah. And he's also now number one in the world in the, in the 200s. So yeah, when it comes to the Europeans
0: later in the year with no, obviously Americans on the, the thing, he'll be expected uh, on European rankings
2: to go on and win that. Well, that'll be, um, a different challenge for him, obviously, uh, Katie, you were saying the pressure may be slightly less in, in this environment, but um, he'll go to Europeans now, very highly ranked and, and dealing with that pressure will be a, a big lesson for him and, and good experience for him um, to try and repeat that yeah. sort of time.
1: I think so. But I mean, you know, from what we've seen, he seems quite level headed and doesn't really seem too phased by it. I've never seen anyone take a what would I would imagine be an unexpected Commonwealth goal. Quite so calmly
0: um,
1: <laughs> as as he did so you know it might be it might be that he's one of those people that it works quite well for and it's not it's not a big deal the pressure we shall see
2: well the europeans obviously to come later in the year and at the moment he can enjoy uh two medals out of those two breaststroke events uh as you said Casey, he really was chasing adam down adam peaty at the end of the hundred meters um we haven't seen adam at his very best this week he, he's to, to me it looks like he's he's carrying the speed he was out in a, a games record for the 50 meters uh, in at the halfway point of the 100 uh, breaststroke final 26.74 uh, at the turn um which is which is shifting as you know it's he can obviously swim a lot faster but for a halfway point of a of a 100 meters that's very very fast um but he just doesn't seem to have the the power at the end that that we've seen and we we you know come to know um of from him swimming over the last couple of years
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the thing that's so extraordinary about him as a sprinter is is the way that he finishes off his races. Um, Normally, when you have someone who's sort of that that dominant on a 50, you would see them dropping off towards the end. And we've been very lucky to, you know, he hasn't really done that in the past. And he did look pretty tired in his last 25 metres today, which is uncharacteristic of what we've come to know from him. Um, it might well be that his focus isn't on this meet, and you know the goal is to be unbeaten, which he's good enough to be able to do. You know, perhaps not fully rested or not in the the best shape, and maybe we'll see you know prime Adam Peaty at uh, Europeans. But um, it's it's really difficult to know exactly what happened today. But it sounded like he was unsatisfied with the time that he he put together.
0: I'll tell you what was interesting, though, and again, the commentators on the BBC picked up on it. He actually went off the blocks quicker than Cam van der Berg. It's probably the first time that's ever happened.
1: Yeah, his, his start, he did look like he got off the block quickly. Um, but it was just, yeah, I, and his first 50 looked absolutely great. Um, but obviously a tough finish for him. But still, you know, still unbeaten for four years, which we can't sniff Well,
0: 50 would be interesting.
2: Yeah, it could be. Uh, it could be tight. I mean, Vanderberg's obviously in good form. Um, he's he's got the speed as well. Um, but I think Adam will have enough. But Bob, do you think? You know, we're we're having. I am mean, not saying we're being down on him, but he's been so dominant for um, for so long. Obviously, he took that Commonwealth title in Glasgow four years ago and hasn't lost since in the hundred metres breaststroke. Um, is it unfair of us? Do you think to be saying, well, he wasn't as good as he normally is because he's won the title? You know relatively easily um you no know, he was still quite I know, a fair distance up on on James Wilby. so are we being a little harsh do you think yeah, probably, because he's not a machine. Um, he's done what he had to do. He's done a decent
0: enough time. He's not down to the, the 56s that he's aiming for, ultimately, which may come later on in the year. But, you know, we, we have a certain expectancy level now, as he has of himself, as Mel has of him these days, that he goes out and performs two-order. He pretty much did it in Edinburgh as well. Uh, we saw him in the skins replicating that time, time, and time. Again, you go, yeah, you you just done a really hard 50 and you've gone back in and I'm 50 50 50 50 pretty much with the same time every time and you think this guy can do it or seemingly has done it to order? there has to be a drop off at some point um i think it would just be a bit disappointed that the, the times weren't anywhere near as as quick as we thought he could go but you know he could save that for later in the year because he he won the race and probably will win the 150 uh, the gold coast anyway
1: but i think as well look the point to consider is that we are heavily reliant on him in terms of our chances in the medley relay. And if he is not in the shape that he would like to be in, it does have quite a big impact on the team's chances as a whole. So that's potentially where the slight worry comes in. But then, you know, you can't build your medley relay on one swimmer. It's, it's just not the way it should work.
0: I know we weren't going to mention him, but I, I will just quickly put it in. I was actually impressed by Luke Greenbank. And I think all the things I've been hoping for from him are starting to come to fruition. I think he could be our replacement on that.
2: Well, he swum uh, at least one, possibly two personal bests in the 100, in the uh, down to 54.3, 54.4, something like that. So he's certainly heading in the right direction. And, and he's he's another one that's plateaued for a little bit for a couple of years. So great to see him uh, with best times again. And, and yes, as you say, Bob, it's um, encouraging that there's, uh, there's someone else who could uh, pick up the mantle of the start of that, that medley relay. Um so Adam still has the 50 to come. It comes up over the next couple of days. Uh, Medley relay at the end, as you say, Katie So uh, still plenty of swimming for him to do, and a, and obviously a fantastic achievement to retain his 100 meters breaststroke title, uh, the one he took for the first time in Glasgow. Uh, but as well as uh, Adam and James, another Loughborough breaststroker who's had a, a pretty good start to this meet, Sarah Vasey. She um, uh, took the gold in the uh, 50 meters breaststroke, 30.6 for her to win that gold medal. Uh, and I think, Katie, you you thought she might do something in in that race beforehand.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, she's looked really good on the on the 50 for a while. And um, I think, you know, it would be a more comfortable watch for a spectator if her starts were, you know, her starts <laughs> are not not the best. But um, no, she looks absolutely fantastic and really, really chuffed with with the win, um, which is really great to see as a spectator um and it'll be interesting to see what she goes in the 100
2: well she finished that 50 very very strongly and uh and you know speaking to sharon afterwards she was very much uh, of the opinion that her training has been geared around the 100 that the 100 has been going well so uh, fingers crossed she will put out a good swim uh, in that event as well um let's move on uh, to uh, some other women's events. Uh, four years ago, in in the preview podcast for the Glasgow Commonwealth Games, the, the three of us sat confidently and predicted that Amy Wilmot would beat Hannah Miley in the four hundred IM, uh, which obviously didn't happen. But it turns out we were just four years too early. Um, obviously, for the no this this was the the race for for Amy. She finally got uh, got one over on Hannah in that four hundred medley. Uh, very very tough. Uh, finished from both of them battling down that last 50 uh, what did you make of that race bob
0: yeah well you're right four years ago i thought that amy might have a bit of momentum she's had a rough couple of years certainly last year was a very bad year for her um but there were signs certainly edinburgh leading into it from the, the british nationals that you know she was getting her form back together again looking far more confident uh evenly Getting a, a different discipline within the IM, looking quite good, and yeah, there were there were signs there. And of course, it was difficult to analyse exactly four or five weeks out from the games exactly what she was going to do, or indeed what Hannah was going to do. But uh, there were just indications that there wasn't much of a gap between the two of them then. And you're thinking, right? Oh, well, Hannah is is the you know, the the big maybe you know, like class act of the, of the huge events like Commonwealth Games and things like that. She probably will bring it home again. Um, but Amy, obviously buoyed up by what she's done recently her training sessions have been very good from what i hear and uh yeah that, that's really encouraging and that will i'm sure keep her in the sport for a little longer So I, th- I think she's been you know obviously with a change of club and everything else so she's been trying to work out what her future might be uh that might keep her within the sport for a little bit longer
2: katie she's obviously been through a difficult year as bob says uh broken ribs uh, knee surgery the london program you know basically coming to an end and, and having to find a new coach and a new a new training base which she's done up in ironically up in Stirling in scotland which which all seems to be kind of falling into place but how difficult do you think it would have been to kind of get that motivation back get back from those injuries you know get started in a new program uh, and then come back and and deliver on the on the commonwealth stage
1: yeah i think it must have been really tough she has had a a lot of challenges over the past year and to come out on top i think just shows what a tough competitor she is i think maybe the move to sterling you know i mean it obviously has worked for her but in so many ways sounds like a good one because I'm you know i'm not sure that it was a, a really senior program down in london um although you know it was a, a great setup at the aquatic center um but i think being around other senior sort of international athletes will be really helpful but i think um you know i did i did think that Hannah would win it um just based on what you know what i knew of of both of their forms i think it's probably worth just saying you know for anyone who's listening, who has young kids who are swimming, just there is no better example of a of a swimmer to look at than Hannah Miley because she, I mean, not only is she just an incredibly hard worker, but incredibly gracious whether she wins or loses. And she did s- some fantastic posts on social media after she took the silver, which must have been disappointing for her, which are very interesting and a very good read. And like, she's just a, a really great person that we've been very lucky to have in the team for so long.
2: Well, I mean, we're probably moving to um, maybe the twilight of, of Hannah's career. Uh, Bob, do you think we'll see her in the sport for much longer? Do you think Tokyo is, is realistic for her? Yeah,
0: I think she wants another crack at doing another
2: Olympic final. Um
0: whether she'll improve on her like 432 433 in the next couple of years I'm not sure, she's got a 50 meter pool to train in now, she's got the best facilities that she hasn't had all the way through her career and, and she she is very single minded in wanting to do her very best for Tokyo the, the day after she missed out on the medal in Rio, she said to me I'm going to do Tokyo and I thought well that's probably just a, a rebound thought off the back of not getting the medal in the 400 in Brazil but no she, 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 she says she wants to do something, she sticks hard and fast to it and i think that we will see her compete in the 400 and probably the 200 breast if she can in two years time
2: well she's uh, secured her place at the glasgow european championships on the basis of that 400 im so at the very least we hope to see her uh, swimming back in scotland later this year um but sticking with with the scots um i think the first three days of the meet probably you no know, looking on on paper before the, the competition started gave them their their best chances um of of taking a gold medal and they've not perhaps had uh the the breaks that they would have wanted not quite had the results that they were looking for obviously hannah uh didn't quite um get the the rub of the green in the 400 im with amy wilmot uh, ross murdoch picked out by uh by james Willby, um but Another one I thought would have another you know, Scottish swimmer. I thought would have a really good shout was Mark Sharanek. Obviously, um, in the four hundred IM, with with Matt out injured, uh, he had a, a terrific uh, chance and and managed to think a two second PB in that final, but but um, beaten out by a by a new Australian, um, Clyde Lewis, who who hadn't even swum it at uh, Australian trials and had got the the swim because Mitch Larkin dropped out. So quite a story for him, but. Um, uh what did you make of that that race um katie
1: well i think i mean first start. you know there's nothing you can't be disappointed with a two-second pb and you can't control what anyone else does on the day so i don't think that's a disappointing result i think that's a very good result for him um it is tough when people are unknown and i think there was quite a lot of unknown in that race um particularly for mark coming off swimming yards in in the u.s it's not an easy transition to make and that will have only you know, the yards to meters transition has has had to happen in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, it's it I think it's a pretty good effort and a good result for him. Um, you know, in terms of the the other Scottish results, again, Ross did a great swim and better than we've seen from him for a while. Um, but Wilby was just too good and dropped a huge amount of time again. And um, Amy, you know, as as we said, has uh, you know, swam far better than she's done so far this year, as as did Hannah. So, you know, it's just a case of other people stepping up. Still good performances coming in, but perhaps it it certainly didn't go the way of the Scots in the first couple of days.
0: well let's talk about duncan Scott, shall we? three medals so far, and who saw him? who had him down as a two hundred butterfly swimmer?
2: Well I think well, we like, don't
1: really know what he can do yet
2: <laughs> uh he yes, well, he wouldn't have been top of my list of two hundred butterfly medalists, I'll be honest, but um yeah, he did really well in that that race uh coming through. I'm trying to find his time now. I had it here, but um. Uh, big PB, one fifty six six to take the uh, to take that bronze medal, uh, and he's he's actually been you no know, looks like he's swimming okay. I mean, he was a bit down on himself, I think, after the two hundred final bob, um, the two hundred free because final.
0: Because I, I think he had plenty in reserve. That's why I think he he timed it wrongly. I think the way he was finishing was was very quick, and I think he probably had uh, more left in the tank. And had he gone a bit earlier, I think he was in the mix, or even more in the mix than he already was.
2: Well, it's certainly a race that that you know on paper again we can say he had the the talent and the ability to win, but but it wasn't a, you know a hugely fast final that one, Casey. So uh, it's how hard is it not to just get sucked into the you know the, the pace of the race and, and not actually swim your own your own kind of effort.
1: Well, I think you know it's it's difficult because you know James Guy is obviously t- really taking it on on himself to go out really fast in his races, which we've seen really work for him in the past um and you know to a certain extent it's worked here it didn't pay off in the 200 and i think as well that was an odd race because we haven't really seen the australian kyle chalmers do the 200 free before and he was the eventual winner of that and you know it's another one it's another case of having a slightly unknown quantity in a race you don't really know how other people are going to perform so i think you know it's it's slightly weird it's not like you're competing against known known competitors and you kind of know how they're going to swim the race and how it's going to pan out but that said like you know, you, you have to just race and you have to get on and do your own race. And if you do get too caught up in what other people are doing, it's likely not going to go your way.
2: Well, I think, I think maybe James Guy got a bit excited trying to chase down Chad Le went off like an absolute uh, rocket in that final, uh, went through in a 51 flat pretty much uh, at halfway and then paid for it quite badly. Uh, uh, echoes, the echoes
0: of Brazil here, do you think, Steve? Echoes of Ruria that maybe James is not quite learning from that.
2: Well, I mean that that's possible. I mean, what happened in, in Rio? He didn't have a uh, the four hundred he wanted. The two hundred didn't go the way he wanted, and then and then he gradually got better towards the end of the week, didn't he? So maybe we will see uh, something similar happening here. Obviously, he had had um, some illness or some dehydration. I think uh, it's been reported as that kept him out the final of the fun of the two hundred fly. Hopefully, he can get himself physically right uh, for the rest of the meet because he's still obviously got a great chance in the hundred uh, fly still to come and and, uh, England will need him for the for the relays as well so he's still got a chance of picking up some medals but yeah he's not had the week that that I'm sure he would have wanted um, or or perhaps the circumstances that he would have wanted uh, if he is unwell so um, yeah it's it's interesting I, I mean I think to some extent I was Perhaps a little surprised that he swam the four hundred. Um, he obviously picked up a, a bronze medal, so he was right to do so. Um, but I thought after last year, his you know, the, the the message coming from him was that actually he wasn't going to do that anymore. And I wonder if he's been focusing his training on on the shorter events. Whether whether that's taken more out of him than perhaps perhaps he might have expected, and that's had an impact on him later. I mean, I don't know what what you guys would think about that as a theory.
1: Well, I think you know he's very much he seems like he's heading in the 100 and 200 direction and that's certainly been where he's had the most success over the past couple of years. And that said, you know, he's shown in the past, that he's an excellent 400 swimmer um, and you can see that you don't get that many chances to swim for England. Why would you not give it a go? But um, it is quite a tough one to lead, you know, lead your week with. And it's particularly the way that he swam it, which was, you know, it was a really, really gutsy, tough swim Um, for him to hang on for bronze, particularly going out that fast was, was a really tough ask so i think um you know it's possible that that could could be having an impact um but i think you know we don't really know that much about you know whether there is any illness in the team or you know what the conditions are actually like there on poolside so you know there's probably there's probably quite a lot going on that we don't know about but hopefully you know he's only got hundreds and 200s left so um, and as you say he does quite often swim into a meet so we might see the best of him to come in the second half of this
2: Well, yeah, he's got more swims to come, as has Duncan Scott, the 100 free. I think we'll see Duncan Scott in the 200 IM as well, which, based on his 200 fly, uh, could be uh, a very interesting um, uh, race to see. Uh, So we look forward to seeing what he can do. Yep, 200 IM uh, coming up later in the week for Duncan. So, um, yeah, he's got a a few good races left in him yet, um, and I think he'll... has a great chance of picking up some more medals a couple of other names just to to note from those events that involved uh, Guy and Scott Um, Callum Jarvis coming back to form 146.53 for him in the final of the 200 free equaled his pb that he set in the last commonwealth games so he's he's had a difficult couple of years Katie but um, back to back to his best it seems
1: yeah really good to see here it's obviously a competition that he likes and I think it has been a pretty challenging last couple of years um, but you know he's obviously really stepped up again for this meet, so that's that's a, a great a great swim for Wales there in the two hundred free final.
0: Oh, yeah. you know, I just uh, just uh, repeat what I said in the uh, podcast leading into the Commonwealth Games. On the back, all I saw from Dan Jervis the other day in the four hundred. I think he's going to do an exceptional fifteen hundred.
2: Yes, he did. He I think he set two PBs in that four hundred, Dan Jervis. So uh, yeah, look out for him in the fifteen hundred straight final. I think it is as well. So He doesn't even have to swim a heat. So, uh, yeah, look out for him on the last day of competition. Uh, Another name uh, from the 200 Fly. That obviously went without James. Duncan won that bronze. But Jacob Peters, you've already mentioned him once in this podcast, Bob. Uh, Fifth place for him there. He made the final of the 50 Fly as well. Set a couple of age group British records. So uh, he's had a really good meet for his, his debut. And he's only 17.
0: Well, he was the talk of the pool deck up in Edinburgh, at the British Nationals. People kept saying to me, watch out for this lad. He's going to be very good. And everybody's kind of earmarked him for greatness. I hope he can say that on his shoulders and isn't uh, hearing what people are talking about him on pool deck. And if he hears this podcast, he'll know exactly what they've been saying about him. But people are saying, you know, I've been talking about the, the lack of, the dearth of um. Fly swimmers, male fly swimmers in this country, and they say, "Well, we the the next cab off the rank has arrived." And there he is doing PBs in the heats, semi's, finals. Um, I think he's on a PB in every single race so far this week. Um, and everybody seems to to think his chances of going on to be very, very good and being a, a big GB star of the future are um, are standing right now.
2: Well, we'll see him a bit more in the hundred uh, event later this week, but uh, certainly a good debut for him so far um coming back to uh breaststroke we started off with men's 200 breaststroke but we had the women's 200 breaststroke um today and uh, something of a surprise winner uh in terms of the the south african tatiana uh Schoenman, who um did a big uh, be- personal best time to to win that race uh to 22 points something Shernmaker, absolutely so tatiana Shermaker who did swam a uh, uh a big pb to win that uh, ahead of the two british ladies uh molly renshaw for england and chloe tutton for wales um so that was a surprise win there we i thought chloe had a great chance of that one although molly obviously um there was another great swimmer uh they had a really ding dong battle didn't they katie the two the two yeah. uh, home nations ladies
1: yeah definitely i mean i really thought after the third 50 that chloe had it in the bag but i think we should you know, Molly's actually got a really a, a good history of finishing her races so strongly. We've seen this at World Short Course and now in this meet, like her final 50 was really excellent. Um, I think I think I was expecting something big from Chloe, given that she put in such a, a great race earlier this year in the US um, and, you know, put out a great time. She did seem pretty disappointed after this meet. Um, I just think she expects more from herself and, and it's still a great swim, not far off her best at all. Um, but i think she she looked pretty disappointed but a good swim for Molly a good swim for both of them um but perhaps an unexpected winner as you say
0: well when you look at the times over were the 222 and 223s um, yeah, yeah that, that was actually world class. that's a world-class final
2: that was yeah indeed i mean i mean both of, uh, Molly and Chloe were you know getting down towards their best times and and they, as you said earlier katie you can't control what what other people are doing and if someone's going to swim a massive best time and, and take the gold medal then you no know, fair play to them but um yeah they, i think they, they swam well uh, they raced each other well and um you know, i'm sure they both would have liked to have won the gold medal but we uh, will be content in when days have passed with the with the results that they've posted there um, so one of the other big stories of the first three days is about one of the medals that that well possibly one of the medals that slipped away for England in the form of Ben Proud in the 50 fly now he was disqualified for uh, a false start in his 50 fly heat uh, having posted what would have been a, a games record time and the the, the form he looked in would have been uh, not obviously you can't say it's a, it's a certainty but he would have been an extremely strong uh, favorite for for the gold medal in that event Casey what did you make of of that what
1: uh, I i make of the non-existent full start um, that I couldn't see. Uh, no, I think it's awful and uh, I think, you know, the fact that you have other swimmers who are his rivals coming out and saying, I was right next to him, didn't see anything, It definitely didn't put me off, is a bit frustrating. Um, I also think it's potentially a slightly selective disqualification in that I would say that when I watched the women's 53 final, there was quite a big twitch from Bronte Campbell who mm. was left in with no, you know, nothing said about that. So I think it's very unfortunate. I think he handled it incredibly gracefully and he did a great swim in the, in the relay, um, you know, which I wasn't necessarily sure that he, he would put together because he doesn't traditionally do a hundred free. And I think we will see an angry, excellent 50 style later in the week.
0: You though, of course, he's noted for his starts. So I'm sure he'll be very, very careful this time round. He probably won't get the flying start that he normally gets, uh, but he may not need it in that ca- in that category. He may not need it with the uh, other swimmers around him because he's still better than anybody else uh, who will make that final. I think.
1: And I think one of the Australian hopes, you know, in sprint freestyle, um, Cameron McAvoy just really doesn't seem to be in good good form here. So I think, you know, probably his main rival, I wouldn't necessarily say, is as much as a threat as we might have thought.
2: Well, yes, indeed, we do know him, Ben, for his uh, the quality of his starting. It did look a little bit to me like he got disqualified purely for being better at starting than everybody else because he was you know, such a long way up on them. Uh, uh, no, of course, if he'd been that, American, he'd... he would have got reinstated. But there you go. Well, maybe, maybe you might like to say that I couldn't possibly comment, but I think um, I think he probably needs to get a good start a bit more in the fifty three than uh, than he did in the fly, given that, as you say Bob, the relative the relative quality of those of those events so i hope that he's able to um, no just shrug it off swim his you no know, do his own start and not not be overthinking it if you like because uh, i think it's important he gets a good start in that race and if he does then he's got every chance of picking up uh, picking up that gold medal in that race but that comes up later in the meet um, and we hope that it goes without incident and is decided in the pool uh, and not uh, on the pool deck okay well i think that's uh, a, a pretty uh, speedy run through what's happened on the first three days of competition uh, anything that, that uh, else that, that you've noticed that you you'd want to mention
1: i think um some of the some of the freestyle girls have actually done a great job perhaps girls who, who haven't necessarily you know always had an easy time of it at, at international meets and um, so ellie faulkner and holly hibbert in the 203 were great and then um Anna Hopkin was brilliant in the four by one hundred free, which is, I think bodes well for our medley relay. She, I think she did a fifty three three split, or well, it was it was a good split. Um, so I think they've all stepped up and you know produced some really good swims so far.
2: Fifty three eight, I think, but, um, 53-8, yeah, but yeah, but a very good swim from her certainly. And also, yeah, Siobhan's
1: love- looking in good good um, form as well, based on the relay splits we've seen so far.
2: Yes, well, we've not seen her swim much, have we? Which is unusual. No, that's, no, that's one,
1: one in the four x two, which I think is is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, two hundred she should be great for her later in the week, hopefully. Um, the only observation I would make is I've never seen an outdoor event where so many backstrokers have been veering off their lanes onto the ropes, under the ropes, onto the ropes. Um, you know, I've seen quite a few outdoor events in the time of covering swimming, Budapest, for example, um, a lot of times, but I've never seen so many people in backstroke events just weaving like 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 drunken swimmers it's quite it's um you know and, and we're talking about very experienced swimmers who've been swimming outdoor conditions quite a bit um you know actually hitting the lane rope and coming to a grinding halt, as we saw on on Saturday.
1: i think what you need is a nice straight cloud just above you um that, that can guide you down the lane but often got, they're not like visible dark,
0: at night yeah, if you i say if you've got a dark sky then it, it, it should be should be like looking at a roof shouldn't
2: it well, I've I've read I've read stuff in the Australian press certainly that Emily Seabom was saying how difficult it was with the with a completely black sky with nothing to sight on and then the the glare from the lights and everything being quite disorienting. But um, as you say, Bob, I mean it's 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 not necessarily something new. I mean maybe the dark sky is new for some of the the British swimmers because they swim outside, you know, in training camps or whatever, or certainly the Mare Nostrum is outside, the Seticoli in, in Rome is outside. So they've all had experience of racing, but maybe more when as you say there's a there's a cloud to follow or or there's something going on in the sky that you can focus on rather than just being that sort of inky blackness. So I I've never seen it. Um you no, know, quite so many people as you say crashing to lane ropes but i, I guess it must be a, a, a vagary of the of the conditions in the particular pool but uh more backstroke to come so we'll keep an eye out on the, whether any more people have have any comings together um with that those lane ropes good right we will draw this podcast to a close on that note um three more days of competition to come we'll be back at the end to um, to review the meet as a whole uh, and what happens over those three days in the meantime uh, i will say thank you to bob and to katie for uh, for their inputs so uh, thank you both
1: thank you very much
2: thank you uh, and then if you want to get in contact it's at Poolboy on twitter or www.poolboy.co.uk forward slash contact if you want to send an email otherwise we'll be back with you at the end of the meet and uh, thanks for listening You've been listening to
0: the Poolboy Podcast. For more episodes, visit www.poolboy.co.uk slash podcast.